the Sodexo Diversity and Inclusion Podcast. I'm now delighted to welcome Baroness Gowdy, who's our, our, our special guest today. Baroness Gowdy is a member of the British House of Lords and a global advocate for the rights of women and children. She works globally to promote gender equality, women's rights and peace building. Baroness Gowdy is an active ambassador for the ICRW, which stands for the International Centre for Research on Women. It's a global research institute whose mission is to empower women, advance gender equality, and fight poverty. She is also a founding member of the 30% Hub Steering Committee, which aims to influence chairmen into bringing more women onto corporate boards, boards across the world. Baroness Gowdy is already familiar with Sodexo, and we're really pleased to have her here in the office with us in London today. So welcome, Baroness Gowdy. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you, Marina, for all the help you gave me to get here. <laughs> We've had a few calls to get here, but it's all worked. Yeah, we're very happy to have you here. So um, we're going to do a Q&A now, and then we'll make sure there's some time for all of you to ask questions, either via the audio or by chat. So we'll kick off now. Um, so, Baroness Gowdy, can you tell us more about your work with the 30% Club? How did it come about in the first place? Um, 30% Club was founded in 2010. Um, it's a campaign, not a, not a, a charity or, or anything like that. It's a pure campaign. Um, and I found it with my uh, good friend and colleague, Helena Morrissey, who a number of you know, Dame Helena Morrissey, uh, who's written a, a book recently, It's a Good Time to Be a Girl, and the second edition has just come out. And a lot of what we've been doing is in the book, plus other things on diversity. Um, we founded it because we felt that things weren't right on the trading floor and in other places. We were at a lunch at Goldman's, just the two of us talking on the side, and we met a couple of weeks later, and we got together in a room, like I'm speaking from, with a round table, where we invited a number of people that we knew to come together to discuss setting up we didn't know we were going to call it 30% Club, but a campaign to get more women on boards and to improve the C-suite and to improve the pipeline. And arising out of that meeting and a couple of other meetings, we founded the 30% Club. Um, there's a web page which shows you who are the members of the steering committee, who, where we've got the international chapters. And, so, and to make this really happen, you have to have the chairman of companies with you, and you also have to have men as part of this. Because to make this work, it's men and women working together. That's the only way it can ha happen, because it's, it's what it's about. It's the way we work every day. So um, we, we, we managed to do this, and we were encouraging, and do encourage, better leadership and governance, but diversity is the future and how it contributes. And we know that when you get to 30% women in a room, the diversity on the board changes completely. Um, and we were able to also, at the time, get support from uh, Prime Minister Brown, was setting up the Davis Commission, which is now Hampton Alexander, which is putting pressure on companies to have more women on boards, um, also has its change to have the pay gap, looking at the pay gap, looking at the pipeline and writing and bringing company chairman in to talk to them. Then this was continued by uh, Prime Minister Cameron and taken on uh, by Prime Minister May so that we have government support and that's what makes the difference. And when we decided that we would have some international chapters because we were getting calls, 
um, I decided, and I chair the international chapters, is that they had to be members of the G20 or the G7, because that's what makes the difference, because then these issues have been raised in the background of the G20, the G7, and also at the W20, which is the industrial groupings meeting um, around the edges of, of the G7 and the G20, and also at Davos. Not, and, and we've done meetings at the IMF. And so, so you need to have it globally, but with countries and people who can make that influence, and global companies. Um, so we, we have uh, 12 uh, chapters, and we have uh, two more about to launch, one in Singapore and one in um, Japan. And uh, if you look on the webpage again, you'll see the chapters. The key thing about the chapters is that they have to have a number of the global companies signed up that we started with and continue to have. So you're talking about the big four, KPMG, EY, and then companies like Sodexo, because they're global. Um, so it's really important to have global companies signed up with you. Um, and, and, and so that's what makes the difference, and that the global chairman as well as the country chairman and boards are signed in, and that's where the power comes and the pressure. And, and our mission is to develop a diverse pool of talent within companies. Um, we're coming up to our 10 years. Uh, we're coming up nearly to 2020, and over uh, this year we'll be looking at the strategy for the next period and who will take that over from us or how that might go. Uh, could be another country. We just don't know. But but we we're, we're now we're, we're looking to the future. We've been working for ten years. The other key issue around all of this is the investors. So we have an investor group which work jointly with the other chapters, and uh, it is in the investors that can also help to make change, because the investors now want to see diverse boards. They want to see the pipeline moving up. There. So, again, that gender lens is really important, and they're looking at every level of companies. So the investor groups are very active. The other great issue is education. And the work we've been doing on education, uh, persuading with the global chapters to um, have MBA scholarships. Um, and in Ireland, they have eight. Here we have about eight with the Henley Business School, with Cambridge Business School, with London um, business school. So, you know, the, 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 the opportunity for people who wouldn't have had that opportunity to get an MBA is available. Also, we work very closely with Speakers for Schools, which was launched just after we launched with Robert Peston and others. And this is um, an organisation which Sodexo and other senior people go to speak at, where schools, state schools, don't get the opportunity through their parents to ask people who they're friends with, to come into the school to speak at the sixth form. So that's running, and it's a really good initiative. And then the other thing that we felt was miss missing was mentoring, especially men and women mentoring each other. So we set up a cross-mentoring scheme, which is run by a great organisation which we helped to support and set called Women Ahead. And the companies who send people to do the cross-mentoring, they pay a small amount of money to cover the costs, um, and so they can send X people a year. Um, so we run the cross-mentoring, and they are really the key initiatives, and they all come together. We have other bits that are hived off. We've got a tech bit, which is Women in Tech, run by Melissa Donato, and we've got a, a piece run about women in the motor industry, 
which is run by a friend of ours who's very into the motor industry. So they're on the side, they're important, but the key is the investors, um, the education piece, the cross-mentoring, lobbying governments to make change, the investor group pushing to, uh, to make change as well. So they are the key to, to, how, to how we, you know, and it's a collaborative approach, not a hectoring approach, not a, you know, it's collaboration, trying to persuade. And we found this sometimes difficult, but it has worked. Um, so in terms of things that have been difficult, have, could you give us some examples of some challenges you've come across in the last, the last years? Yes, one or two. I can't mention names if you don't. I prefer on this. But one or two major, one bank, for example, where uh, the, the, the previous chairman was a great and continues to be a great supporter and pronounced about the 30% club. Um, the new chairman, although the company has signed up for cross-mentoring and for everything else, we cannot move this new chairman to sign up for us. And that has been slightly distressing, you know, five years in and where you've had the... So that's a challenge. Um, some companies uh, want, to, again, to use the cross-mentoring. They want to do other things, but they don't want to sign up. And we've been to see them and we've talked to them gently. But we sometimes cannot move some chairman. And they say, well, my wife's at home. She looks after me. She looks after the children. Why would she... You know, I mean, we, 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 when they start, go start down the line, just, you know... It, it, <laughs> There comes a point. There's not many people like that out there, but that's always tricky, you know. The investor groups have been tremendous. The pension funds globally have been tremendous. But those are the sort of trickier points that we've had. When we've gone to the business schools to get the scholarships, um, once, twice they've said no, and then they've come back here and say, oh, we would like to really do this because they've seen what it brings to them. You know, so our, I think our, our main thing has been, our main difficulty is signing up with some chairman and some um, chief executives. But on the whole, we've, where we've gone, and we're looking at the major companies, you know, the FTSE 100, equivalent in, in the other countries, we're, we're having some difficulties getting some of the 350 to sign up, but they're now coming through. That's just been a bit more tricky, but that's the way it's been. You know, but we started at the top, and we're trying to you know, go, go further down. And uh, so to move on to the ICRW, could you tell us some, a bit more about your work for them? Well, ICRW I've known for a very long time. Um, I like their work. I came across them when I was on the board of Vital Voices Global Partnership, which I'm an emeritus board member now. And I like the work that they were doing, the research work that they were doing, very grounded. And their work assists me and others and other NGOs and other governments to improve women's lives in very difficult parts of the world. Um, and they approached me if I would like to become a global ambassador for them. And after being interviewed and, and so on by their board, um, I agreed to do that. And mainly my job is to profile ICRW when I can. Um, I attended um, Women Deliver and spoke for them there. Um, I've gone to different events and gone to, to raise the profile for ICRW. And I'm in touch with them on a almost monthly or weekly basis, depending on what they're doing. Um, their director, Sarah, comes to London a lot because um, they get support from DFID and other parts of our government. Um, and we're doing a equivalent of Trailblazers Awards in March, so we're organising awards and dinner for that. So it's about fundraising, profile, opening doors, and you're measured. There's nothing without measurement, of course. 
And uh, finally, so how do you see the role of private companies such as Sodexo in helping us achieve gender equality and uh, combat against uh, gender-based violence? I see by example. I see, first of all, uh, the, the, the whole question of violence, that no bullying should be allowed in any of the organisations or in any of the companies that you work with, you know, because it goes further than that. It's like you've signed up to the slavery, anti-slavery charter and I see bullying in the same way so that there shouldn't be violence allowed in any of the companies you work for whether it's on the floor you've talked about going to Peru to see the coffee place you know so it's it's all over the world and this is where companies can say we're not going to have a contract with you if this is the way you treat your workers or you treat each other because it's 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 unacceptable you know I mean even where I work part-time in the house force we've now got and in the Commons, looking at the whole question of bullying, because there's always been a small part of life there has been bullying, but that's partly because people, you know, and that has to cease. Can't go on in politics. And it's not just in politics, it's in the, you know. But we have to cease bullying, and we have to cease violence. The other way that companies like Sodexo have been very helpful, they've been sponsoring projects against gender violence and, and projects with other NGOs around the world. And that's also been very helpful and the way they've sponsored part of the women's forum and other uh, forums so that you're bringing people together to explain why this has to stop and to give a platform and in the same way this year they brought the um, minister for defense from france and myself and others to talk about why women have to be at peace table and why military can also help in gender-based violence uh, in fragile states and where military are training each other against using women and boys as a tool of war. And that was, has been really helpful. Thank you. It was really, really interesting. Um, we want to leave some time for people to ask questions. So um, please, uh, anyone, you can unmute your mic or send a question via the chat and we can read it out. You can also have questions from this room. Lynn, go ahead. Um, thank you. That was fascinating. Um, you mentioned, uh, I think thankfully we don't come across too many of those dinosaurs that you alluded Quite, to earlier. Yes. But um, they're still around. But, and I think there's generally accepted that you know gender balance teams are the right thing to do. But have you found any really compelling killer stats or killer business case elements that bring those chairmen and CEOs on board? So I think we, we certainly in Sodexo, we like a killer stat or something yeah. very tangible that says Haven't really why we should be doing this. We've, we've, we've sent other chairmen, and chairmen of the same level, so you're not sending, any, not sending somebody who's running a 350 or a company that's in trouble. You've been sending the same chairman oh. equal to talk to their equivalent counterpart and that has worked in a lot of cases sending the chairman of X to the chairman of Y or them arranging to meet for a coffee or whatever that has really made the difference because it's peer pressure mm. and also for some the realisation that their granddaughters their daughters and even their great granddaughters or relations they want to see them thrive they see that they've got they're educated we've got more women educated in all sorts of professions now and it's the right thing so they see that pressure as well. There is a slight worry out there, which I tend to say you fight back at, is this whole question, well, men will say, well, I won't get that job because there's too many women in for it. The reason you're not going to get that job is that you're not working hard enough to get it, because if you're as good as each other, you'll get it, you know. So that's, that's a, a creepy thing you get from time to time, but you just have to tell them, you've just got to work hard. It's not there for, you know. 
So we have a question here from Satya Menar, who's, who's one of the co-sponsors of our advisory board on, on gender equality at Sodexo. So Satya has made a remark and question. Uh, thank you, Baroness, for being with us today. It is really a very valuable to exchange experiences to continue progress in this long-term transformation of culture. Um, I, I haven't received... Satya, do you want to say your question? Yeah, Marina, you have Hi. to uh, talk like this language, so you can say everything. <laughs> it's much quicker. <laughs> Thank you, Baroness, and, and really, as I was saying, it's a great pleasure to have you because I think we do need to continuously work and exchange on those topics to be able to progress and, and transform cultures. Um, just to share with you a first remark, at Sodexo, you know, most of the times we work in the premises of our own clients. So when you say you cannot tolerate to work in an area or in an environment where there is violence or discrimination, uh, we are far from perfect, but, but we are proud that sometimes our teams dare to say no to their own clients, and we have even lost some clients in rare occasions because of that. So I think it, it's a real position where we can contribute to change things because uh, we are in the premises of others for, for most of our 450,000 employees. The question I would have for you is, uh, being very candid with you, it's, 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 it's a real fight for us to try to promote pay equality. Uh, and, and that's something not easy when you have to make your clients pay for it, uh, when you are a purely service company as we are. Would you have some advice or some shared examples of success in progress in that area? Because this is one of our combat for you and for managers here, and we are fighting for it, but it's not easy. Sorry, thank you very much. First of all, you're quite right on the gender-based violence. It's easier for you to say, we're not going to work with these people um, or we're not going to continue having a contract with you if this is the way you treat our staff or treat each other. In terms of the uh, gender pay gap, it's slightly more difficult. In the UK and one or two other companies have now, um, because it's, it's legislation here, that companies have to say what the pay gap is from bottom to top. And that is now beginning to make a difference. Um, and also, of course, the uh, rate, the hourly rate of pay, ha you know, has, has gone up so that there is that, bar that there is that line. But it's by the results of what people are being paid and being published out into to, to the real world is beginning to make that difference. And we've seen that over the last few years. We're now into the coming up to almost the third year of the gender pay gap reviews here in this country. And now they're looking at whether we take legislation or not against any company who has not, any public company, um, or FTSE 100, who's not um, published their results. The results have to be with companies that employ more than 250 people. So I was trying to think of the other word, the minimum wage. The minimum wage here has now come up quite a bit. Not enough, but it's, it's, it's better than it was. Um, so the minimum wage is making some difference. But on the gender pay gap, it's, it's also being public. That's making the difference too. Because people won't accept jobs that they're being paid less than other people or what the, what the last person was getting, etc. But there's still a long way to go on the gender pay gap. We have to work. That's even more harder, I think, than women on boards. It'll come, but it's much more, it's much more tricky and more difficult. You know. We have a, another question from Debbie Rowland. Debbie, do you want to, to unmute your mic? Hello. Thank you very much, Baroness Gowdy. Um, it's really encouraging to hear what you're doing. 
But on the ground, it still feels like to me that the glass ceiling still exists. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think in, it, it, it is on the ground, but it, it is, it's much better than it was in many respects. But I'm not saying it's, it's, it's over by far. And I think one has to just... In, in larger organisations, it's somehow easier because between mentoring and having sponsors, you know, the difference between... But if you have a sponsor within an organisation, that helps you enormously to, to, to move within it and they will help to promote you or talk with you about how you make that change um, or how you go on to another organisation and that's where a mentor can help you. But it is still hard on the ground and one still has to keep, if I dare use the word, fighting to, 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 to get that change. But I think it is coming and it is much better than it was 10 years ago, 12 years ago. I'm sorry I can't help you anymore, but that's the way, that's the way it is um, still. But you've just got to keep pushing, you know. Um, I've got a question as well. Yes. So progress has been made at the eight times still. I mean, the predictions are to be 213 years until we achieve gender equality. So what keeps you going with this agenda, keeps you motivated? Because I believe in it. And, you know, if you believe in something, you've got to keep moving with it. But you have to keep changing the language, changing the tactics. Otherwise, you get bored and people get bored with you. So you have to change the language, change the campaign. You know, that's why we're now looking for the next few months or six months, how we'll move the campaign on further. Who else do we bring with us? Who else leaves the campaign? Who else, you know, there's different ways of working together to make change and who you bring together. You know, so it's 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 about bringing more people to the table. It's about being inclusive, not exclusive. I think sometimes you get fatigue. Oh yeah. Yes. So that's why you need to bring other people in with you to give you other ideas, and that's why you have to have change. It's like on all boards, um, you should only be on it for two terms, and that's why I like. Uh, and more and more even on the non-profit boards, people are seeing that you should only do two terms. And that's absolutely right. And refresh boards all the time with new ideas, new people, people bringing something else to it. Um, thank you very much for coming to talk to us. My colleague Debbie mentioned the glass ceiling. Yes. And I was reading the other day about a thing called the glass cliff, which I really, wasn't really aware of before, which is, which is where women are given senior jobs, but only when they're set up to fail. Right. And a good example would be our current Prime Minister, who seems to have the worst job in the world. Um, how much do you think gender plays a part in, you know, how much is a glass cliff a thing? Do you, do you see that? or do you? I don't necessarily believe in the, glass, in, in the glass cliff. I do believe that if you find yourself in that position, if you bring the right people with you, because you're in a position to bring people to the table, to advise you, to help you, to work with you, you can make that work. Now, some people are loners, and they like to work alone. Other people like to work in teams, although they're the key person. You bring in other people around you. And I've always worked both at a much different level in life and in this level. You always want to have people around you who are far better than you because they want to win and you want to win. And if you're working in a team like that, you can win and you won't fall off the cliff. You may think you're about to, but you pull yourself back. You know, there is desperate moments, but you, 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 you get through it. Do you, do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We've just got one final comment from Sean Haley, who's our chairman of Sodexo UK. And 
Hello everyone, Helen Baroness. Thank Hi. you very much. Uh, no question really, just a big thank you. I found that very useful and very important to us. We like to think that we walk the talk around this and we've made some good progress. But it's always good to learn and hear other experiences. Um, is there a final piece of advice that you would give me? I think every day to try to do something to make the change. doesn't matter how big or small it is, but every day when you wake up, think what you might do. I will write that down and make sure uh, I consider that first thing in the morning going forward. Okay. Thank you. Nice to speak with you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for your support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much, uh, Baroness Gaudi, for your, your time. It was really a, a, a real honour to have you with us. So thank and your passion. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Thanks so very much. inspiring. And thank you for arranging it, Marina. Yeah. We had a few full starts, but we, we knew the date. It was just getting to the t- getting yeah. here. That's okay. great. Thank you so much. This podcast was produced by volunteers from the Sodexo Employee Network Groups. Email us on diversityandinclusion.uk at sodexo.com and follow us on Twitter at sodexo D&I.